He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. unclouded by hate does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice hello everyone my name is charlie you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer c.e dorset and today we're going to continue our study of panentheism by looking for god in darkness for looking for god in the via negativa the way of silence this is going to be a tricky one because the Via Negativa is the easiest place to feel like God is not there. But if we're going to be talking about a God who is present in all things, and that all things are in God, well, we need to learn to find God there too. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please take a moment and rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people, especially if you include a little review with it. And the more people that listen, the better chance we have of developing a community, and spirituality is always better when practiced in community. Thank you very much for your time if you did that. Alrighty, let's talk about this, because the Via Negativa is the place of silence. It is the place where we encounter suffering and emptiness. And it can be hard for us sometimes to acknowledge the presence of God in times of intense pain. And I'm going to be talking somewhat about some of my own personal experiences here. And I do not want to say that, you know, I have experienced the pinnacle of pain. I am sure, I am quite sure that I have not. You know, my brother once lost the tip of his finger while working, and I'm sure having a part of your body completely cut off like that is a type of pain that I can't even imagine experiencing. And, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to like put any badges of honor here. It's just, it's easier for us to talk from a place of experience. And so I will be referring to some of my own ailments over the years. All right. And yeah, this is a very hard topic to approach, just like all of the ones that we're going to be dealing with in this panentheism session that we're doing right now, because when bad things happen, and that's usually when we experience the via negativa, we experience it for those of us who are prone to depression. This is the path that we live on, that feeling of emptiness and hollowness and silence that pervades everything, where life feels colorless and empty. For those of us who have chronic pain, in that pain and suffering, we often learn what it is to feel empty. In loss, we feel that emptiness, that hollowness. And this can be a very tricky place to find God. But God is there. 
Remember what I said in the first episode in this series, that God is all being and non-being. When we talk about this, we I often use the terms yesh and yin as the experiences that we have here. That God is yesh, being, existence. That God is a really tangible, full thing that we can experience. But God is also a yin. God is emptiness. And the rabbi that I learned this from would often use the example of a bowl. The bowl that you can touch is the yesh. It is the being of the bowl. It is there, you can touch it. But without that emptiness within it, that hollowness that you can't touch, it wouldn't be a bowl. It would be a plate or a disc or something else, but it wouldn't be a bowl. For a bowl to be a bowl, it has to have both the physical substance, the thing that it is itself, and the hollowness, the emptiness, that those have to go together to make a bowl a bowl, a cup a cup, a glass a glass. These vessels require both being and emptiness, or they're not what they are. There's an old quote from the late medieval period that I absolutely love here when talking about this that goes something like this. God is an intelligible sphere with its circumference everywhere and its center nowhere. And I love that because it's almost like a Zen koan. It just kind of clears your mind and helps you remember exactly how ineffable God is, that God is beyond words and beyond our comprehension. What does it mean to have your circumference everywhere and your center nowhere? What does that mean? But that is probably one of the better uses of language that I have ever encountered for defining God. So in our suffering, in our pain, it can, it can be hard for us to find God in those times. In our loss, in our grieving, it can be hard. In our depression, it can be very hard to find God. But the thing to remember here, and why a lot of conventional wisdom is not helpful in these situations, is when you are suffering, when you are feeling pain, the general advice is go do something else. And that's where you will find God. Sing a happy song. Go dancing. Find something that makes you laugh. Go outside of that pain, outside of that suffering, outside of that grief, outside of that feeling of emptiness, so that you can go to where God is, where you can find life and have it more abundantly. I want to challenge you, especially those of you who have felt depression and who have experienced pain. It's not that easy, is it? It's not that easy for us to just go, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to move somewhere where my pain is not pain and there I can find joy and happiness because we equate joy and happiness with good and suffering with bad. 
again, a moral judgment that is problematic, especially when you can't escape your suffering. See, when I was 16 years old, I hurt my knee and I hurt it pretty bad. And the first thing the doctor said to me was, congratulations, you now have arthritis. Because I had damaged the cartilage so bad in my knee that it was going to disintegrate and disintegrate rather quickly. And there was nothing that they could do about it. And over the years, my legs have been a significant part of my pain. I've since then hurt my back and that causes me significant pain. I've had various illnesses over my life. I had a surgery when I was about seven that they left a bunch of scar tissue on the inside of me that felt like somebody was stabbing me in the crotch randomly and periodically for years until they finally realized that, oh, there's scar tissue in there around the nerve and that's what's causing it and did another surgery to remove the scar tissue. You can't escape pain like that. There are many kinds of pain that you just can't walk away from. Grief is not something you can just walk away from. And it's not something that you should wallow in. Do not take anything that I'm saying here as advice to just wallow in your suffering. But know that in that silence, God is there too. Remember the lesson of Elijah, which I did an episode on not too long ago. When Elijah went up onto the mountain to see God, first there was a mighty wind, and God was not in the wind. And then there was an earthquake, and God was not in the earthquake. And then there was a fire, and God was not in the fire. And then there came a still, small voice. That's where God was, that still, small voice. Not in the pomp, not in the not in all of the flashiness that came before. Those were distractions. No. It was that still, small voice. For those of you who have never had these experiences, one, count yourself extremely fortunate and hope that you never understand what I'm talking about. But even you can experience this emptiness that I'm about to talk about through meditation. This is actually what most forms of mindfulness meditation are actually about. Anytime you're practicing um, Avidabhapatol, um, Garushin, most forms of chanting, most forms of, like I said, mindfulness meditation are designed to rid your mind of thought. Anytime you're doing that, you're actually doing the practices that look for God in the via negativa, in that absence. And the most amazing thing about this is once you learn to develop mindfulness, Thich Nhat Hanh said that mindfulness is the greatest magic that we have access to in this world. And in his book, Reconciliation, talks about bringing mindfulness to our suffering to help alleviate it. And it's one of those things that doesn't make sense, but it does work. In these moments where we're counting our breath or reciting our holy phrase, that mindfulness that we are developing is the very heart of the via negativa. 
It is in that emptiness, it is in that emptying of our minds, where we encounter that basic joy, that basic happiness, that ground state of being, that mindfulness that can carry us through oh so many things. And it's a wonderful technique to learn, but even more profound and powerful in our moments of suffering. Because there are times when my legs are hurting so much and I will breathe, I will go into that mindful state and I will bring my mindfulness right to where the pain is and I will spend my time seeking the pain and just holding it there in mindfulness, not asking it to relax, not asking it to calm down, just being mindful of where it is. Again, this is a technique that I learned in Thich Nhat Hanh's book, Recon Reconciliation, which is a wonderful book. You should read it. Um, and many times, if the pain doesn't go away, it will lessen. I will feel it less obtrusively. It will soften. Its sharper edges will dull. And sometimes... On those miraculous days, it will go away. And there I will be left without pain. And I'm not saying that mindfulness is a magical healing balm that will make everything better. Even though it is a ma magical healing balm that will make everything better. Not in isolation. I still need to do my exercises. I still need to do the things that I know that I need to do to keep my leg from hurting. You can't just do it in isolation. Life doesn't work like that. All things are interconnected and we have to respect the interconnection between all things. But learning to find that sense of mindfulness, that sense of peace, that sense of the divine in those moments of silence will help us immensely in our profound moments of emptiness because we're already almost there when the pain, the grief, the sorrow, the depression, whatever it is, has hollowed us out. We're nine tenths of the way to being in a mindful state. It can be really hard to see that sometimes and really hard to convince ourselves to go the rest of the way into that mindfulness where we just sit with that pain, not trying to change it, not trying to erase it, not trying to let it go away, but just being there mindfully with it. And again, through the magic that is mindfulness, its edges will soften and its sting will not be so sharp. It is a difficult practice to maintain. It is a difficult practice to convince ourselves to do, because even after all these years of doing it, when I know that it will help, that I know that it will be the thing that I want to do, every part of my being revolts against me when I go to do it, because just sitting there, breathing mindfully, is not going to make anything better. You know that little voice. 
I don't know what yours says or what yours sounds like, but I'm very familiar with mine. That tells you that you're wasting your time. That little demon in your head that tells you that you shouldn't be practicing because the practice is just a waste of time. But when you let go and let be, which are the lessons of the Via Negativa, and you enter that place of true mindfulness, where the mind is empty and not clinging to anything, letting go of everything as it passes by, even the pain, even the suffering. It does dull the pain. It does make the pain lessen. It may not make it go away, and oh, there are days I wish it would just go away. I just want it to go away. But it always helps. And when we take the time to practice mindfulness, especially in the moments we are suffering, that is where we meet God. That is where we meet those divine energies that we've talked about oh so many times. Glory and beauty and compassion and victory and love and strength and justice, understanding, wisdom and compassion. That's where we meet those things is in those moments of mindfulness where we sit with our grief, where we sit with our pain and just mindfully let it flow. Pima Chodron has this wonderful line where she talks about holding your pain like a squalling infant and just rocking it, showing it love, showing it compassion, mindfully, and trying to lull it back to sleep. It's a beautiful image that does help in times of intense pain. At least it's helped me in my life. In those moments where you feel most empty, in those moments where you feel completely hollowed out, like there's nothing left in you, and that a good breeze will just blow the rest of you away like sand. When you enter that mindful place, when you work as hard as you can to live in that mindful place, it does ease the pain, it eases the suffering. And it reminds you that you are not hollow. You are empty. You are spacious. Within you is all the possibilities of the cosmos, living, yearning, and breathing to break free. Within you are all the hopes of the stars that died to make the iron and the calcium that's in your blood and the carbon that makes your flesh. You are the hope of those stars. You are the hope of the universe that lives and yearns and strains through you. You are the perfecting of the universe in that you are bringing about love and compassion and peace and hope into this world that you are ever striving for understanding and knowledge and wisdom and that you share these things as best as you can with others. Being a peacemaker, reconciling this world to itself, 
You are what this world needs. You are the what this world demands. And when you learn this, and when you live it, you see the wonder, even in those moments where you feel empty, even in those moments when you feel such intense pain. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's hard to talk about suffering, especially as somebody who is very acquainted with it. But it's valuable. It's very helpful. If you haven't already, please consider rating this podcast, maybe even giving a review. It does help out oh so much. And I'd be ever so grateful if you do that. If you've got a buck you can pass my way in the show notes, you'll see a link to the community support. That money helps me do everything. It's hard for me to work. Like I said, we own a restaurant, but times have been tough for the last couple of years. And, you know, any help would be great, gratefully appreciated. If you don't have any money, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. I don't do this for the money. I do this because I feel like I have to share. But if you know anybody that you think would like this podcast, please share it with them. That does help out immensely. You can hit me up with your questions and comments on Twitter. I am Wisdom Cries Out on Instagram. I am Seraphic Church. You can find links to everything that I do over at, at, over at wisdomscry.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. On tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about finding God in creativity, which will be a whole lot of fun. Until then... May God bless you and keep you ever growing in wisdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.